Here's a few exciting scenes from tonight's episode of The Tom Gully Show. Yes, that's right. The one and only Abraham Lincoln. Mr. President, welcome to the program. You know, I once walked 20 miles to return a teaspoon of cod liver oil. Yeah. But seriously, Abe, what was Mary like as a wife? Was she a good cook? Was she a good mother? To be honest, I suppose there were two things she was very good at. One was taking huge amounts of laudanum. I mean, she spent most of the day claiming to see Aztec temples and insisting over and over that she was aware of her face, whatever that means. Due to some violent content, parental discretion is advised. It's time, America. Mr. and Mrs. North of South American, all the ships at sea, let's go to press. So sit back, buckle in, place your tray table in its upright locked position, and get ready for big time radio, friends. It's time for... It is Wednesday, February 26, 2014, episode 195. I'm Tom Gully, and tonight on The Tom Gully Show, well, we have had some pretty important guests here on The Tom Gully Show, but tonight we've got a truly legendary figure in world and United States history. Abraham Lincoln is regularly ranked as the greatest American president of all time, and his skills at both the spoken and written word have left a deep and rich legacy for us all to enjoy. From his boyhood days walking to borrow books, to his days as a prairie lawyer, to the Lincoln-Douglas debates, to his wife Mary, and ultimately his assassination, we'll cover it all as we speak with President Abe Lincoln tonight on the Tom Gully Show. It's time to pay the toll. Let the truth of wagon roll. You'll find our snack bar chock full of good things to eat and drink. Tasty, tempting hot dogs, thirst-quenching soft drinks, fresh, crunchy popcorn. You've plenty of time, so visit the snack bar now. The following is a public service announcement from The Tom Gully Show. Due to recent events, we are compelled to pass along this warning for listeners of The Tom Gully Show. Tragically, over the past few weeks, a pattern of alarming occurrences has befallen listeners who have failed to support the program via social media. 
For example, a Margaret D. from Indianapolis was struck down with chronic incurable sudden flatulence after ignoring an opportunity to like the Tom Gully Show Facebook page. Similarly, a Chuck L. of Richardson, Texas was horrified to find that a sphincter opening had replaced his mouth after plagiarizing a Twitter posting from the show. A Marjorie H. of Tuscaloosa, Alabama passed on a chance to join the TomGullyShow.com via Google Plus and her dog Mimsy subsequently exploded, and both Zachary J. and Ted R. of Doylestown, Pennsylvania sent nasty emails to Tom at the TomGullyShow.com and subsequently saw their genitalia blacken, shrivel, and fall off in the shower. Don't let this happen to you. Like the Tom Gully Show on Facebook, follow the show on Twitter at Atomic Palooka, and join and subscribe with links at thetomgullyshow.com. Email the program via tom at thetomgullyshow.com, and when you do, good things will happen. Thank you. The preceding has been a public service announcement from The Tom Gully Show. Well, today is a very big, big day on the Tom Gully Show. We're lucky enough to be talking with the 16th president of the United States, a statesman, a great orator. Yes, that's right. The one and only Abraham Lincoln. Mr. President, welcome to the program. The honor is exceeded only by the privilege, young man. First, let me start by wishing you a belated happy birthday. Uh, you would have been... 203 years old uh, this year. Yes, thank you for reminding me that I'm dead. As if the constant throbbing behind my left ear isn't a good enough reminder. Oh, sorry about that. A damn thing still smarts. Yeah, I might want to get some back teen on that, or considering Civil War times. Um, maybe some liniment or cod liver oil. or. You know, I once walked 20 miles to return a teaspoon of cod liver oil yeah yes you know even today you are legendary for walking long distances to return relatively unimportant items well we didn't have the internet and there wasn't much to do so we kind of used dirt roads as a youtube with only one long very boring video on it Wow, that doesn't sound like very much fun, but it did allow you to get your fill of those great books from your era. Did you really walk those distances just on the rumor that there might be a book? Oh boy, I sure did. If anyone really wants to test their desire to read, try walking 20 miles only to get books like The Druggist's Handbook of Warts or tales of scurvy or the diphtheria monologues or the illustrated barber's guide to dental surgery <laughs> ow uh did you regret all that effort for such very very little reward oh no 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 of course not i used to walk to borrow things all the time all sorts of things really well like what for example well, let's see here. I once walked 17 miles to return a toenail clipper. I can recall walking 23 miles to borrow some candle wicks. I also paddled upstream 37 miles once to borrow a quill pen and a codpiece. Oh, and I once rolled down the side of a very large hill to return a buggy whip. Didn't anybody closer to you actually have some of these items, or wasn't there a 
store maybe nearby? You know, that's a damn fine question. I never thought to ask anyone, but it does bring to mind another question. Oh, yeah? What's that? Where the hell were you in 1820 when I could have used your big, brilliant logic, smartass? Sorry. You're damn right you are. Okay, rail splitting. Much has been made of your history as a rail splitter. Yes, yes. And rail splitting means to split logs to be used for fence rails, right? Of course. A very, very pleasurable work in my day. I always had a question. Um, instead of splitting the rails, why wouldn't you just use smaller logs from smaller trees and then just have the size you wanted to start with? I, I mean, I've been in the woods, so I know trees of all kinds exist. Why, what an interesting question. Smart lad. I, I wish you could have been at Gettysburg. Oh, thank you. Is that so I could have heard your famous speech? Uh, sort of. Uh, more wishing you could have been one of the thousands slaughtered to death before I gave the speech. Yeah. Wow, that's kind of harsh. And speaking of harsh, let's talk about your wife, Mary Todd Lincoln. Okay, here we go. Her mental issues are well documented. Can you talk about your relationship with Mary? How did the two of you meet? Well, it's certainly not what historians have claimed, but I'll let you in on an exclusive. It's a rather scandalous story. Oh, great. We're, we're all ears. Kind of embarrassed to admit this, but we met at an after-hours quilting bee. And let me tell you, things were getting pretty crazy. Some of the ladies were brazenly showing off their ankles. <laughs> Racy stuff. Sounds like it. Uh, what was she like as a person? Are you kidding me? The violent mood swings, the eating binges, the silent treatment, the constant nagging. Abe, whose stovepipe hat is this on the couch? Abe, if you're serious about freeing the slaves, how about picking up your own damn underwear? Abe, we haven't been out in ages. When are we going to the theater again? Yeah, that's, that's enough to make a guy want to blow his brains out. <laughs> Unless, of course, somebody's already done it for you. Hilarious. But seriously, Abe, what was Mary like as a wife? Was she a good cook? Was she a good mother? To be honest, I suppose there were two things she was very good at. One was taking huge amounts of laudanum. I mean, she spent most of the day claiming to see Aztec temples and insisting over and over that she was aware of her face, whatever that means. So why on earth would you stay with somebody like that? Well, because the other thing she was good at involved her tongue and some frozen grapes. Understood. Of course, your debates with Stephen Douglas are the stuff of legend. Your sterling oratory skills were on display for an entire nation, probably propelling you to eventually becoming president. Can you share with us your favorite little retort uh, from those debates? I recall Douglas saying, uh, each and every state in this union is a sovereign power with the right to do as it pleases with all its domestic institutions, and why can we not adhere to the great principle of self-government upon which our institutions were originally based? And that's when I came back at him with, oh yeah, huh, that had to sting. 
for days. I'll bet. Uh, you were also known as quite a lawyer in your day, and uh, apparently you taught yourself the law. In a roundabout way, I suppose. I was somewhat informally schooled at what we in Kentucky call hillbilly law. Hillbilly law? What, what exactly is that? Hillbilly law is a set code of established rules and behaviors, but it's been handed down from family to family via the spoken word. Okay, I'm not sure I'm tracking with you here. Can you can you maybe give us an example? Well, for example, hillbilly law clearly states that roadkill belongs to the person who struck the animal, unless the property owner adjacent to the kill lays claim to it. You know, for sausage and such. Oh, good lord. Also, hillbilly law says that if food has only been chewed a couple of times, it's still fair game for chewing by other folks. And also, hillbilly law settles disputes regarding marrying within the same bloodline. I'm sure that cleans up a lot of controversy. Uh, Tell me, what did you think of that movie, uh, Abraham Lincoln, Vampire Killer or Hunter or whatever it was? It was okay. Not very realistic, though. I know, I know it. I killed way, way more vampires than that, and they didn't even mention all the zombies. Zombies? Oh, yeah. The place was rotten with them back in the 1800s. You're telling me that you were killing zombies? Well, sure I am, and I can prove it. Uh, Okay, go ahead. So, what's the name of the main character in that Walking Dead show the kids love so much these days? Uh, His name is Rick. And the actor who plays him is... Well, that'd be Andrew Ling... Hey. But that doesn't really prove anything. Right. Kennedy had a secretary named Lincoln, and I had a secretary named Kennedy, and everybody goes apeshit. But this, you won't go for. Unbelievable. Speaking of evil creatures, many have conjectured that your Secretary of War, Edwin Stanton was responsible for a cover-up of your assassination. Just curious, man, that dude looks like he smells like feet. True? You don't know the half of it. Guy borrowed my favorite ink blotter, never returned it, always claimed he invented the axe handle. Major D-bag. He, like you, wore a stovepipe hat. Did you ever wear any other kinds of hats? Ever try anything out? Why, yes, I like to wear one of those uh, Sherlock Holmes hats. But only while swimming in the nude. Well, now on to something of a delicate subject, I'm sure. Your assassination. I'm sure you have some thoughts on that. I just get sick of the jokes. Other than that, Mrs. Lincoln, how did you enjoy the play? Ha, ha, ha. Have you ever seen John Wilkes Booth? He's like midget size. I I could so kick his ass. Oh, bummer, man. Uh, Too bad you won't ever have a chance to do that. It's my only lament. However, I'm sure my ex-wife will torment him constantly while they're both burning in hell. Yeah. Awkward. Do you wish your security detail hadn't been getting drunk across the street when they were supposed to be guarding you at Ford's Theater? Do you think about this crap before you ask it at all? Any thought process going on with that hamster wheel of a brain you got going on there? You you know I could have been on Piers Morgan tonight. 
<laughs> Good one. You really had me going there, buddy. I know. I know. I can't believe I got that out with a, a straight face. <laughs> oh, the fun. What do you miss the least about the 1800s? Oh, leather underwear, outdoor toilets, experimental dentistry. Uh, and then there's the pungent aroma of the general populace. And leprosy. Yeah, leprosy. So to finish up, uh, is there anything that might surprise us about what you're up to these days? Yes, I can't get enough of that honey boo-boo. That precocious little scamp is just filled with so much wisdom in life. Oh, my heart swells with joy every time I see her and those Duck Dynasty people, what simple yet wise lessons of life and family they impart. You cannot be serious. Of course I'm not serious. Do you think I steered this country through its most violent conflict, freed the slaves, and then got shot in the head so everybody could glorify these wall-crawling morons? If I were still president, I'd have Honey Boo Boo and her mother hung, then shot, and the same goes for the Duck Dynasty bigots, and then I'd have everyone who's ever watched them, more than once, shot and hung also. Kind of harsh, but of course, appropriate. Screw them. And anybody who can't tell there's something wrong with Dog the Bounty Hunter needs spectacles and a kick in the ass. Former President Abe Lincoln, everybody. Uh, we'll be back right after this. If I only had one word to describe this new series, it would be excitement. The drama will be about people caught up in a critical moment of life and death and presented as realistically and creatively as possible. We're tremendously excited about it. We think you will be, too. You're listening to The Tom Gully Show. like to thank Abe Lincoln for his appearance. Uh, Abe said he was going to personally listen to the show just as soon as he walks 24 miles to borrow an iPod. Folks, we'd really appreciate it if you'd share this on your various Facebook pages. Trying to spread the word means trying to spread our little show here. Man, I need likes. I need every single person that's listening to this right now to go onto your Facebook page and your Twitter and say, hey, like this dude's program now. Tell your friends. We'd appreciate it if you'd like the Tom Gully Show, like I just said. Uh, not me, because who would, who would do that? But the show, um, you know. And, of course, there's always the TomGullyShow.com. That's where you can find everything about the show. There's the Tom Gully Show store. That's how I make the money so I can, you know, and that's how you get stuff to wear. I don't ask you to donate. I mean, here, you give me, you buy a shirt, you get a shirt, 
you get stuff. It's not like you don't get stuff. You just buy stuff like you'd buy it at Airway or Target or Ben Franklin or wherever you shop. And then I get some dough a little, but you mostly get stuff. And it's cool stuff. You should see it. Abe Lincoln bought an oven mitt. Um, and you can subscribe to us on iTunes like crazy. It's free. And if it's free, it's for me. Follow us on Twitter at Atomic Palooka as well so I can increase my clout and cred ratings. And by the way, Miriam Schlossberg, I still don't understand A, how clout works, seems to have no rhyme or reason, and B, why it's good for me. But my rating's gone way up anyway. Uh, that'll do it for tonight. I'm out of here. I got to go talk to some people. I'll talk to you much later. Each night, Mr. J. Johnson brings us in with the truth wagon. Okay? Go to jjohnsonmusic.com and get everything he's got there. And each night, the Hitman Blues Band takes us out with Catch-22 Blues. And you should get all their stuff, too. Russell Alexander, the head guy, the hitman himself, he's over in England right now. Yeah. So, there. Um, that'll do it. And we will see you next time. Can't lift a twig for a dog that's nothing big, but he don't want to. And the dog can't grab a cat, a raccoon can do all that, but he don't want to. And I dream of you at night while you hold your baby tight, but he don't want to. You can see it in his eyes from the way he tells you lies. He don't want you.